Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Last night, I hope you got the memo to go watch Bros. It's in theaters now. Go watch it. Remember, if you are part of the community or an ally of the community, show up. I've, I've gotten so many weird comments on social media. Oh, that's a hard pass for me. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, it's not very good. Okay. Well, go, some, go see Smile then. <laughs> You'd rather see people getting killed than people falling in love. Anyway, the concert season has begun. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Tonight, Meshuggah, motherfuckers. Meshuggah, which is Yiddish for crazy. They are not Yiddish, but they're from Sweden. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. They were supposed to do this last year, or actually this March. They were supposed to do it in March, excuse me. And here we are. It's October. And then tomorrow, Black Keys, and the day after that, Aftershock, and then the next day after that, Aftershock. So it's a thing where it's like, I'm happy it's here, but at the same time, I can't wait for the week to be over. It's a lot of driving. It is. It's a lot of driving. It is. But you know, if you go see bros right now, you'll get a free coupon. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That would be cool if I could do that. If I could give you all a coupon to go see bros... We'd be in business. We really, you know, come on. But anyway, Meshuggah. Meshuggah are a band that started in 1987. They released their first album in 1991. So while everyone was going Smells Like Teen Spirit, they were going, Rock! yeah, it was, it was loud. It was ethereal. It was, it was Swedish. And 30, 31 years into the game, I mean, they, you know, they have this new album called Immutable that came out in uh, April, April 3rd. They open these shows with Broken Cog. That is such, first of all, if you're not familiar with Mishuga, they are a metal band. Uh, we could maybe, I, I don't like to, genre, you know, genreize them as death metal or doom metal. Um, but usually, you know, it's about screams and vocal hygienics and uh, our hygienics, vocal, uh, uh, you know, uh, movements. And he opens this album, the lead singer, in a very kind of, you know, uh, normal tone. And then it builds. And that's why they're such a great band. They're able to facilitate this and to kick it off the ground as they do musically and you know band they've toured with tool they've toured i'm trying to think who else have they've toured with probably a behemoth i'm not sure huh uh before we go any further i i'm gonna do it tomorrow but i would be remiss if i don't mention loretta lynn loretta lynn who died today at the age of 90 legendary uh country singer even if you didn't like country music Loretta Lynn always had something for everyone. You know, everything from uh, Fist City, hello, titles like that. Are you woman enough to take my man? Um, if you're looking at me, you're looking at country, and of course, Coal Miner's Daughter. 
which was also a film based on her life, where Sissy Sissy Spacek played her. Tommy Lee Jones played her late husband, Doolittle. She was 90 years old. Can you believe that? My goodness. What a a long life. She stopped touring, I think, in 2015. (laughs) or 16 after a stroke. Um, Still recorded, uh, continued to record albums. And so, yeah. It's Music Tuesday. You know, they used to release the CDs on Tuesday. Now they release them on Friday. I forget when that kind of went into place. I, I remember when they changed it. It was it was during the 21st century when they changed that. Because usually that's, you know, it was Big Tuesday. You know, you had your TV shows. And you had your, you know, two for Tuesday. And then you had music. New music would come out. And now it's about Friday. So you got to get that shit in on Friday. And here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, we're getting that shit in. We're getting that let in. That's right. And Meshuggah are going to do it and they're going to build it. And, you know, yeah, I've never seen them before. Here's another tidbit. They're also going to be playing Aftershock. So I'm going to see them again. I could go see Kiss, but no, um, because they're all at different stages at uh, Aftershock. So, but tonight is just, it's going to be magical. It's going to be mystifying. It's going to be metal. I like all genres of music. And if I could, I'd see every band that I want to. Unfortunately, it doesn't always go that way. So, but yeah, t- today's going to be a good day. I'm going to go see uh, Meshuggah with a friend of mine. And um, this is his f- first time seeing them. And it's been building. You know, I bought, I bought these tickets last... Wait, wait. Oh, wait a minute. This has been pushed back. Wasn't it? It was supposed to happen last year. Wasn't it? I bought the tickets last year. The album wasn't even out yet. The new album. Um, hmm. Curious, sir, and curious, sir. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Now I'm I'm losing my train of thought. Like, when did I buy these tickets? Yeah. But anyway, we'll be back after these messages. And so we're back. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, music edition. You know, Miss Sugar's music is cinematic. It could be put into a film, like maybe Aliens. I mean, it, in terms of the imagery, it is along the lines of H.R. Giger. If you don't know who that is, he is the one who created the uh, the artwork and the cinematography for Alien. And the Alien sequels and everything in between. So as we gear up to go see Meshuggah, it's, it's going to be wild. It's going to be fantastical. And... Um, I just hope that I get to bring it back to all of you. Maybe I'll record from the show. It remains to be seen. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. 
the segment was added after the fact because I was driving and I can't and I had my friend with me so I can't record and that's rude, you know. But then I know because Jason would have said, What is, what happened to unpleasant dreams? Yeah. Because you know, that's my tagline. Um, the reason why I here we are, this is a month of Halloween. The reason why I do that is because of Elvira. I I always loved Elvira. I mean, I always thought she was pretty. And then my cousin, my cousin and I both loved Elvira. And so that unpleasant dreams is kind of like when Carol Burnett tugs her ear. That's like me tugging my ear for my cousin. Like, hey, thinking of you, you know. Oh my God, what can I say about this show? I'm gonna have to do a show tomorrow about them. That shit was fucking crazy. They were good. People, I don't think, I mean, now, now Sweden and Norway, they have, it's metal. Uh, there is metal everywhere. But back in the early days, it wasn't like that. So to have it like that now, I mean, <laughs> I will say they sound better live than on the records. You can't say that about a lot of bands. Because there's something, you know, yeah, there's the light show. There's the fact you're looking at them. We were like a few feet away from them. You, you could like just look at them and fuck. And they just stood there. It was like watching these warrior, warrior, warriors. Very Nordic. Nordic warrior, warriors. I can't even talk. I'm so tired. Watching them just look fucking cool and not give a shit. I mean, they really are something else. I have my favorite bands. They're one of them. And then, you know, a couple years ago, Tool was doing... A couple years ago. Tool was doing Jombie, that one song, and the bass line sounds like Miss Sugar. Because even Justin Chancellor was like, it sounds kind of Miss Sugar-like. Because they toured with Miss Sugar. Um, I, I am just in awe of this band. They are 31 years into the game. And they don't sound like anybody else. They don't look like anybody else. I want to give a shout out to their um, <laughs> opening acts. Torch and In Flames. In Flames was good. So was Torch. But In Flames, that lead singer, that's charisma right there. When you're involving the audience, and they're Swedish too. So, <laughs> I love this. Oh my god, I loved it. And my friend loved it too. I mean, the strobe lights, that, he told me that kind of bothered him. I was like, I'm sorry. And then, that, like, his hearing, I will say, I could hear. It was not like it was when I saw Ministry. When I was saw Ministry, I was right there. I could have reached my fucking hand out to touch Al Jorgensen. That's how close I was. This time, no. I knew with Meshuga, and I brought my earplugs just if we were if we were on that floor, I would have had to put them in. Thankfully, we weren't, so we had kind of a good cinematic aspect ratio. Jason's gonna love that uh, of the band. I mean, shit. And I can't go into the you know dynamics of the band. Who does what? You don't know who Mashuga are. Look them up, okay? So that's the Dr. Seuss Home Podcast, you know, edition. 
Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Crazy times. Um, tonight I'm going to go see the Black Keys. And then tomorrow Aftershock. And then Friday Aftershock. And it's been fun, but I want this week to be over. Uh, I don't think I'll ever do this again where it was like four in a row. Um, that's nuts. It really is nuts. But, you know, you do it and... Yeah, the sugar last night was just wild. That's the way to open. I mean, well, they had opening acts, but the way they opened the show, they did it with their new song "Broken Cog." That you know what? It was that's that was truly cinematic. Here they are. They're from Sweden. The way they opened, the, they had like these lights. They had these images. It was like something out of Aliens meets Predators. It really was. My friend was even taken aback by it. There was the strobe lights. There was the sounds. It was, I mean, it was packed. It was packed. You had to, like, look around people, you know. I I always get that where tall people, it's almost like you want to say to them, hey, you know, I am shorter than you. If you would let me in front of you. They, you know, that's not how people think. People, people are thinking about their own shit. They're, they're inconsiderate in that aspect. And, but it was a metal show. And I'm going to see them again on Friday. So, yeah. I may or may not film because, you know, it's like, I, I pretty much filmed that whole show. But see, I don't film like that. Like, I'll film bits and pieces. But there were certain moments where I was like, it was like 14 minute video because Meshuga, their their shit is extensive. It is extensive, and um, they've been around for thirty one years. So I loved it. I loved the opening act uh, in Flames. They were great. Torch were good too. In Flames, that singer he he just knows how to provoke his audience, and I and I like that. And then Meshuga, Meshuga was just they spoke a little bit, but. And, and that's the thing. They're not there to speak. I think I think people are taken back by that. Is when an artist doesn't speak to the audience. They did, but they blaze right through it. And I can understand that because you, you have a focus point. You know what I mean? And you're there to rock. And the night is the night is long. And come on. But they 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 ended a lot sooner than I thought they would. I was I was really stunned by that. I was stunned by you know, because I, I was expecting them to go past like 11.30 and they didn't. So, yeah. As, as you can tell, I'm multitasking right now and I've got the hands free and it and it's crazy and that, but that's what you do. That's what you do when you go to Mountain View to go see the Black Keys. This is the first time I've ever seen them and you know I feel like Indiana Jones you know I'm going on my exploration but Meshuga I I think I said this last night is that they sound better live than they do on the record Um, maybe it's a little bit of a compression thing because all artists you know encounter that when you're making an album and and you know 
that's why they have like the spatial audio now. It's because it, it's really changed things dynamically. And um, yeah, I might finish the rest of this at the Black Keys concert in the stands. That's if they don't have me have one of those little pouches and then it's like, oh shit, bitch. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been a fun week. It's been uh, a week that I'm still stunned by, like I said, Meshuga, if that's how you say their name properly, Meshuga blew me away. That shit was crazy. And you're and you're right there in it with them. And I said to my friend, did you want to do the balcony or floor? We did floor because you could see those fuckers. You literally could. I mean, they had beards and shit. And but seriously, it was like watching a, a movie. Very Nordic. And they just kind of stood there and, and played very intense. There was there was an intensity about Mishuga that other bands don't have I can see why they toured with Tool I really can and then Tool were influenced by them because if you remember the song Jambi from 10,000 Days the bass um, Justin Chancellor was saying how it had a very Meshuga kind of sound like oh my god it sounds like Meshuga so that's that's saying something right there when you can borrow with, from other bands influentially and and they're from Sweden. Sweden Sweden has become this and and Norway as well has become this hotbed of metal, death metal and and extreme metal. Maybe it's the cold, I don't know. It it's hard to say with that. It's hard to say. But it's intense and I think that's why we all love it. Um the image, the iconography. But Meshuga Meshuga have a long long career. They have been doing this since the 1980s. They put out their first album in 1991. And if you go back into their catalog, in terms of their evolution, these guys are loud. They are fucking loud. This is this is not um, Britney Spears. This is just not... You could dance to this shit. I mean, people, people were in that pit. That's why I didn't go to the floor. I was like, no. And then also, my last time at the Warfield, where I saw ministry, I lost my hearing in my left ear. And so, I, you know, there's that debate. Do I wear the earplugs? Oh, I'm not going to bring them with me tonight. Oh, well. Oh, well. <sighs> yeah. I really haven't needed earplugs since Deftones. There have been certain artists, you know, I'll go and it's like, okay. Like, even, even um, Behemoth, I didn't need the earplugs. But I was sitting at a table eating a pizza. You know, I, I, I decided to do that because I was like, you know what? Let, let's I, I didn't get into the pit. I didn't get on the floor. A part of me wanted to get on the floor and just watch them. But I like that vantage point where I can see all of the band members. Huh. So, yeah, it was it was extreme. It was extreme. But, you know, it's Meshuga. And we were chanting Meshuga. I mean... And if you don't know from studying Yiddish, Meshuga means crazy. It's Yiddish. <laughs> and, and they're well aware of that, that term. So I, I absolutely love them. I thought they were extraordinary. And um, 
I'll dive more into it later on. Um, yesterday we lost the uh, amazing Loretta Lynn. So I, I have a few questions for L- Loretta. Miss Lynn, you're gone now. How does it feel? Honey, I'll tell you something. I lived on this earth for 90 years. I'm from Butcher Holler. And, you know, and your granddaddy was from Kentucky, honey. Yes, he was. And so you understand, hill people, you know, we're talented. But our, our bodies are very, 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 um, how do I say the word? They're very um, um, sensitive. So the fact that I went out there, you know, I got married at 1500. And back in, you know, now that's considered a crime. But back then, you know, dude, dude just wooed me and everything. And I had him, all them kids. And then, you know, I got my sister, Crystal Gale, you know, um, Lynn. Or not Lynn. Well, she got a different last name. And, you know, her book, Make My Blue Eyes Blue. So it's in the family business. You know what I mean? And so, Loretta, now that you're gone, what, do, what, do you, what are your hopes for your legacy? Well, my legacy's been written a long time ago. And I know that you saw Coal Miner's Daughter, and this is a film podcast. Yes, it is, ma'am. Thank you. Um, and Sister Space, that, you know, even for Halloween, if they want her to dress up like me, go right ahead. Go right ahead. She earned that Academy Award. She sang those songs, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. You know, we're taking it to Fist City. Now, you died in your sleep. Had you died awake, would you have raised your fist? Oh, most definitely, honey. You know, I would have been gone out singing. But I, in my dreams, I sing all the time. You know what I mean? So, it ain't nothing that a chicklin dump, chip, chip dumpling, you know, don't fix over. So, uh, what what was your favorite? I love Van, Van Leer Rose. Oh, yeah. You know, Jack White, I would have loved to work with him again. He was such a, a sweet baby. And, um, you know what I mean? And, yeah. I love Portland, Oregon. I lived in Portland. You know, when I wrote those songs and I had them filed away and everything, and he found them, honey. Well, thank you, Miss Lynn. Um, I hope you enjoyed the afterlife. Oh, baby, everybody that I ever loved is here. Some of my kids, Patsy Klein, my husband, my parents, and, and, you know, um, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> well, thank you, Miss Lynn. You're welcome, baby. And so that was Loretta Lynn, um, the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. If you've never seen Coal Miner's Daughter, that is such a good film. You got Tommy Lee Jones as Doolittle Lynn, and you've got Sissy Spacek in her Oscar winning performance as Loretta Lynn. I mean, and you know, there's actually actors out there that study that performance, namely Edward Norton. When Edward Norton was going to do the Southern accent for. Um, what was that film? Um, was it Primal Fear? Yeah, Primal Fear. Um, and, uh, that's, that's where he got the Southern accent. So, uh, I will hopefully be back when I'm in the stands. If not, unpleasant dreams.